Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Yeah, there we go. I can record it. It started. All right, sweet. <laughs> this is the first Zoom recording. Not bad. Uh, so no record time. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So let's. Uh, so Wes, I'm gonna start with a quick intro, and uh, after the intro, we'll just we'll have like a normal conversation. Is that cool with you? You sure? All right, we got to keep you up, all right? All right. How do you want me to address you? Do you, do you want me to address you as the owner of Texas Strength Systems? Yeah, it doesn't matter whatever, however you want to do it. It okay, doesn't cool. matter to me. All right, here we go. I'm going to start in three, two, one. The man, the myth, the legend. Wes is in the building. This is chalk my back. Let me do that one more time. Wes is in the building. Okay, three, two, one. The man, the myth, the legend. Wes from Texas Strength Systems is in the building. This is chalk my back. And then we just go into the, the, the intro, theme song, just like yeah. that. <laughs> Wes, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? How are you doing, good. <laughs> Doing good, brother. Doing good. After much after much ado, uh, we finally we finally uh, we got you we got you on the podcast. Excited to be able to to sit down and have a conversation with you. Um, how are you doing? We explain to the people listening right now your current situation, where you're at, literally. Uh, I'm uh, driving home from uh, Moore, Oklahoma. I said home. Driving back to the TSS from Moore, Oklahoma. Uh, after oh, wow. we went our first meet there at uh, Trinity Strength Gym. Uh, with big up to the uh, OU powerlifting team and uh, at the great Kyle from Project Strength for uh, a lot of that. He's done a great job with them and helping out with the events up there and whatnot. Awesome. We uh, we know you're an extremely busy man, and getting an opportunity to sit down with you in any in any medium is is uh, it's not a privilege. So appreciate you you giving us some time today to to pick your brain a little bit. We have some questions about Texas Strength Systems, some questions about USAPL and just maybe have some overall questions about who you are as a person. So can't wait to kind of dive into that. But for people who don't know who you are, Wes, I mean, surprisingly, if there is anybody out there who doesn't who doesn't know who you are, um, give us give us kind of a, a brief intro. What's your elevator pitch? Who who are you? Who's Wes? Um, I'm pretty much defined by the business Texas Training Systems. It's pretty much a big part of who I am. It's not. All of who I am in that in that regard, uh, you know, lot, what a lot of people don't realize. Uh, many people know me like that, but they don't know the full scope of like what we do or what I do in the, in that regard. Some may just know me as oh, we build equipment. Some may just know as oh, you know, you run meets. Some may know oh, you just coach the UTSA team. Some may know as you know, uh, you know, a lot of the high school coaches just know me in terms of the high school realm and that that I'm involved in that. Uh, but there's I guess a lot of different hats. Uh, that I wear in that regard and some you know many know the, the full circle of it but there's many that uh sort of just are see me from one uh, point of view in terms of uh one avenue or another meets or fabrication stuff or the gym mm -hmm. or what, what have you yeah I mean there's there's I feel like we could have an entire podcast to just about the different avenues of strength and fitness and business that you're that you're dived into or that you you have exposure to. So being able to kind of pick out pieces to to kind of get some exposure to within this time frame is going to be tough. But I think we're up for the task. Um, a little bit about Texas Texas Strength Systems. I mean, I know I was curious, and we kind of touched on it before we started recording. Uh, could you give us like a brief background into like how Texas Strength Systems started? So, uh, circa 2006, 2007, uh, I sort of got a house while I was in grad school. Me and some of the teammates uh, at UTSA decided we were going to uh, create our own weight room, closing the backboard, start building stuff. Uh, and as we started building equipment and whatnot, we started uh, posting stuff on uh, whatever the social media platform was at that time. I think it was pretty Facebook. I don't know what it was, but... Uh, we had some inquiries as to where we got our stuff and, well, you know, and, and whatnot. And so we decided, and so we, you know, we built it, you know, we let them know. It was me and my former business partner, Mike, uh, 
and then I was fortunate to be training at a being a trainer at Velocity Sports Performance uh, during that time frame. And one of our clients was a lawyer, so I sort of talked with him and, and stuff. And he said, "Well, you should you know, if you're going to be building stuff like that, you need to form a, a corporation or LLC of it, uh, so you sort of separate your stuff from uh, your business assets from your personal assets and what have you." Mm-hmm. So we went ahead and did that in uh, summer of 2008. Uh, just thinking it'd be you know, something that we just do on the side here and there, you know. Uh, at that same time, I, I had just graduated from uh, grad school and was around the same month there in June or July, I signed a contract to start teaching Southside High School coaching. So uh, definitely wasn't planning on it being a sort of anything big in that regard to something to sort of do on the side and sort of have. And uh, little and behold, uh, I'm not sure if you all ever heard of the gentleman uh, uh, I was talking Scott Dobbins and Scott actually competed in some of his meets back when he was in high school. Of strength systems, he used to go to a lot of the high school meets, uh, and, and he basically was going out of business and sort of forwarded everything to us that same year as we got started. So sort of in that realm of of the uh, business, in terms of doing the high school stuff that we do and setting up meets on the on the weekends and weekdays and stuff every every uh, every season, and so that sort of pitched oh, us wow. forward into a very much uh, faster moving than what we had really anticipated on doing. Uh, there was a lot of nights of uh, two hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, no sleep. Uh, oh that first uh, that first season. Um, and uh, But uh, we, we made it through. And the first couple were like that. Uh, to be honest, I, I still have nightmares as we approach the season every, every year. I have a dream of waking up and like, I, I need to like get 20 racks ready and I have a week or something like that. Or, you know, it's just, uh, I, I have those dreams and I have dreams about power for me showing up and nothing's ready. And, and uh, yeah, I don't have a temp card and people are waiting for weigh-ins and all kinds of stuff like that too. Yeah, I, I do have dreams like that. So, Damn, but, uh, that's, sort of, sort of, that's sort of how involved it is in my life, I guess you can say. Um, but, uh, so that's sort of how it all got started anyways, uh, in a nutshell. And then uh, I decided to start running uh, I started running high school meets myself right away at the high school. And then I think within that first, I think 2000, 2009, so it was the following fall when I ran my first USAPL meet that being uh, at that time, the uh, Roadrunner Iron Wars, as we called it, it was on campus. And we, um, and then we started, you know, a couple of years later, we started running a little more and more and stuff. And the fabrication slowly grew. Um, uh, you know, many people think it's a huge operation. Uh, it, it's it's not, you know, we just, uh, we, we have a, probably less than 10 full-time employees but we just do our best mm-hmm. with what, what we do and stuff and uh and uh we try to always be improving things in, in that regard um not really satisfied with the status quo ever in, in a lot of ways uh it's just with so many uh irons in the fire so to speak it just takes time to uh to sometimes get things done that i want to get done uh with certain things but uh so yeah wow. that's sort of where, where it started all that when and where and how and then we are sort of here where we are today with uh, with everything. I mean, that's uh, that, that's that's incredible. I, mean, I I my my general question is like, why? <laughs> like, why do you what? Like, originally, if I heard you correctly, you mentioned that this kind of started as of an out of out of a need that you needed a you you and your your uh, fellow grad students needed a place to train. So you wanted to create that space, but it's grown. And then, you know, the, you were, you worked out that deal for the additional equipment and, and you mentioned Scott Dobbins as well, that, you know, then you started dipping your feet into the, into the high school meet realm. And then your USAPL, like, it seemed like everything just kind of escalated and, and accumulated after that first initial need. So like, why, what, why do you keep pushing yourself so far? With the fabrications, with the gym, with the meats, with all of the other uh, extra stuff that are behind the scenes, like what what motivates you? Well, with 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 the building stuff, I, I just like I've always liked building stuff in general. I've always been a sort of a constructive person. Uh, the first thing I actually built was a weight tree in eighth grade. I cut open to my dad's meadow after they bought me weights for Christmas. I made my own weight tree, welded it up. I still have it actually at our shop. It's just it's sort of near my little work table, if you will. Um, but uh, that was the first <laughs> thing I ever built, and then. Uh, and I, yeah, I, you know, we built 
and I have some other projects that I have that I had sitting for a while and everybody had finished them and then took them back apart and haven't done anything with them. You know, in terms of the, in terms of the meat stuff and the involvement in that, um, I've told the story to some, I don't know who and when and where. I always have people, you know, that want to get involved and trying to figure out how to get involved, whether it be a high school kid that doesn't have a high school team or a parent trying to get somebody or, or somebody that's just been training for their first meet and they want to, you know, they, they, they don't know where to start. And uh, so it, when I got started in actual sport, um, we started up in uh, our team uh, in 2005. And uh, that particular year is when the then Southwest Texas state team sort of uh, fell apart. So we were planning on going, we went to the Longhorn in 2005, sort of watched and stuff. And uh, I, I, I grew up in a high school, we didn't have it. Every school around us had it and we didn't. So I always wanted to do it. and took me forever just to I got to UTSA and they when I transferred to UTSA from a junior college they had a program and I got there only to find out that everybody was taking 18 hours and 21 hours and graduating basically so nobody was doing it anymore um so I twiddled mm -hmm. my thumbs uh tw twiddled my thumbs in that regard and um and then uh sorry I had to reroute, reroute myself here uh, we want you to be safe, Wes. Uh, we want you to get home. <laughs> Please uh, be I, careful, I yeah. Spent a couple of semesters just meeting other individuals until we found enough guys to start a team. We started a team. Went to Longhorn 2005, as I mentioned. And we were our first meet was supposed to be the, uh, the used to be the uh, the Bobcat uh, Open or whatever it was, Bobcat Invitational at, at Southwest Texas State there in San Marcos. And lo and behold, they uh, their team dissolved also, and that meet was not there. So when I started, there was literally about four annual meets a year in Texas. And then that one got knocked off the books. There was basically three that year. And uh, we were like, oh, we don't have a qualifying meet for nationals. So I emailed uh, at the time, uh, state chair was Kim Beckwith. Uh, Kim helped me a lot throughout the years getting going. Um, uh, always be thankful for her help. Uh, she said, well, let me see what we can do. And she put me in contact with Johnny was Graham, was hosting uh, military nationals that year in Colleen. And so he allowed us to lift as guest lifters uh, so we could qualify for nationals because there was no other meet literally from November till April when nationals were in uh, Texas. Um, so uh, basically, you know, with a pay it forward kind of mindset that I have and type of person I am, I just always want to make sure if somebody needs an opportunity to sort of get involved in this sport or help get involved in this sport, uh, mm -hmm. running all these meets to me is sort of, you know, I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of work, a lot of tires and long drives and stuff, but it's for me, it's sort of giving back in that same regard that sort of got me started uh from the uh, generosity of a few other people so uh hmm. that's sort of what so paying it forward is your way yeah yeah paying it forward is yeah yeah pretty much um i live by pay it forward pay it back type thing uh that's sort of in in in, in many regards but uh in the meat standpoint it's sort of yeah i, I do it you know it, it's it's uh you know sometimes a lot of hard work sometimes it's a smooth trip i mean but i I, you know, every, every one we run, you know, sort of uh, look at the positives that come out of it and, and enjoy it and then say, what can we do better next time type thing? Or, and, and we, you know, in terms of the people enjoying it too, that are involved, not just uh, lifters, but spectators, uh, you know, the, the, like yesterday, the gym owners there, you know, at Trinity, uh, we always try to see, yeah. you know, you know, make sure that, you know, everybody that's sort of involved is coming out of it with a positive uh, um, perspective. Yeah, when you look back at like that first USAPL meet, you said back in was it 07 or 08? The one that we competed in, or the one that we ran? No, the one that you ran. Uh, that was in in nine, yeah. In, in 2009, when you look back at that first meet that you ran in 2009, and then you look back at yesterday, uh, what what are some what are some of the thoughts that come to your mind? Do you just kind of shake your head like, damn, like we did it? We were, <laughs> you like don't know how I did it. So, uh, fun fact about that meet is uh. I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, I signed up our my I put my high school uh, girls in a meet, and then we had a, a lot of our uh, UTSA freshman girls in a meet, and uh, we had uh, 13 out of the 15 lifters in uh, out of the females were my my lifters, so I wrapped every single one of their knees for every single attempt. Uh, oh so that's all I remember about that meet really is how much my hands hurt and they're bleeding and my forearms are cramping because it was like Gosh. so. No wonder you're so jacked. Times it's because you were wrapping all those knees. 26 with a 78 knees wrapped in a in a in just in a in a session yeah that was fun um damn but uh you that, didn't that's do that yesterday I'm assuming. That meet, uh, nah, uh, that's pretty much all i remember from that meet other than being on the campus uh 
in the rec center was uh yeah and was trying to uh ha- handle that madness and i don't know why i did that to how, myself but uh, how many federations have you competed in i know you mentioned you kind of alluded to the fact that you've obviously been a competitive powerlifter and no, uh, i guess when you look back I, yeah no i just i'm curious what is your experience with that like um the only other federation i've competed in has been uh has been Wabdo. Uh, one of my former teammates uh he was involved in that uh previous to joining us with uh usapl so he sort of was like hey let's you know let's do one of these meets forever so we did uh we did a couple of those he and uh as a team um early on uh for a couple of pretty maybe about a Maybe about a year or two years there, we did uh, did a couple of those meets, and uh, that uh, the ones in Texas ran by uh, Tiny Meeker and stuff, and uh, Tiny did a good job of always having have them have them as a fun meet. And, I, and I've helped out. Uh, I've been involved with helping uh, Alex Cabo, who's up in the Ontario in the DFW, running his wobble meets uh, throughout the years and stuff. So I've I've been at them. Uh, I've been involved mm-hmm. with helping other federations. You know, to me, if uh, as long as people are sort of trying to do it right and stuff, and they they need help, and you know, obviously it's. You know, we do it from a business perspective too, a lot of a lot of times. But for you know, sure. I, I don't mind helping yeah. out as long as it's for the good of the sport in that regard. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you got to save up water too, just, so it's got, it's got to make yeah. sense financially for you. So, but in terms of competing, uh, just USAPL and uh, a couple of wobble meets, and I think maybe two or three of them. Two, I can't remember something like that. Um, yeah. Two, I believe. When? But, uh, when, is, when was your first meet? And uh, most importantly, uh, when's your next meet? 2006 was the first one at Military National Meets of Johnny's. Um, and then my last meet was 2012. Um, I have a, basically my my left shoulder is sort of frozen. It, uh, the head of the humerus is so calcified. My my ex, my internal and external rotation is pretty much shot in that shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the one professional opinion I got on it done uh, in 2019 was that I, I wanted to do anything to it. It's a full replacement. So not planning on doing no. that anytime soon um but uh that's my um my limitation uh I, I can't i can't put a barbell on my back in that regard uh, if i squat it's with the transformer bar safety squat bar or front squat or something other than trying to get the bar on my across my back because my left arm can't get back to it i broke it uh when i was in high school and then i separated the ac joint when i was in college so it's had a lot of trauma through different things uh throughout the years and it's just x-rays and showed it's just all fuzzy right around the head it's just got a bunch of calcification so it just goes into a bind when i try to rotate it um so that's my limit maybe maybe josh can get you straightened out yeah that's that's a serious thing but i mean that takes time to just work through but yeah it's it's, it takes a lot of time to work through all that so i just try not to irritate it I, i thought for years it was connective tissue or something like that labrum and stuff and i finally got it checked out and it was you know, it just shows that it's pretty much just, it's, like I said, it's just calcified all around the head. So you can just imagine a, a ball and socket joint that it doesn't have the freedom to move completely like it's supposed to. That's sort of that's up on my left shoulder. So I don't I don't even straight bar bench because if I, I do, after a couple of weeks, it starts irritating other things because of the lack of degrees of freedom in that joint. So I, I just try to, only thing I do, the only lift that's a competitive lift that I do is, is still is a deadlift on a regular basis. Other than that, yeah. everything's just good dumbbell and squat variations and stuff. But just um, then, uh, Caleb asked me a while back, like about competing. And to me, competing was always a, a very stressful thing. Like I'm much more in my realm of okay. running meets and coaching than I than I am competing. I I would always uh, get too stressed uh, about my own training and how things were feeling, if anything was hurting and stuff. And uh, so I, I I don't I don't mind not competing. It's it's a uh, one less stress involved. So, but. Um, <laughs> So that, that's where I'm at with, with that aspect. I have, I have no desire to, to hop back on the platform at any time in the near future at all. <laughs> if I'm on the platform, it's spotting and loading somebody at a meet, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to be, you're not going to catch me in a singlet, getting drunk underneath the bar anytime soon. Sweet. Yeah, so like, um, I guess going off of that, what, what like if you if you don't have any plans to like get on the platform anytime soon, what are kind of like your future plans in terms of TSS? Do you have any like plans to expand or do anything that you're not really doing right now with the business? I guess the we know most that, latest thing that chapter in Houston was open. Yeah, that's the most latest thing in the in the business has been the that and that's a so uh, um, we opened that one up as a as a franchise, uh, in much like the uh, I guess. And look at this how metroplexes are franchised that's sort of how it's drawn up 
Uh, I have my own second location I opened in August. It's a small one. It's it's a totally different uh, being than the one in San Antonio. It's just a it's about a three thousand square foot facility. Uh, it's about a uh, seven miles from our fabrication shop. There's nothing really out that way besides like anytime fitnesses and stuff. So that one's actually a second one that I have. It's not a it's not a franchise. I opened it just to sort of give back to the community there and sort of just that's where I'm from. Uh, so that people there have some another option besides the corporate giant of anytime fitness, and also so that I have a decent place to train when I'm uh, spending my time down there. Which is uh, pre-COVID, I would drive back and forth to San Antonio, about an hour drive, uh, two or three times a week. And now I just go back and forth pretty much just on uh, on weekends for events and coaching the team, and then back down there uh, during the week. So that's that's the newest thing is the is the expansion of the of the gym realm. Um, uh, and uh, in terms of meets, uh, I've been uh, I've been sort of asked if I want to start doing stuff in Arkansas and New Mexico uh, in 2022. So I'm trying to see where that might fit in the schedule of things. But uh, nothing else really other than that in terms of just sort of expanding where we're going with it, with the uh, with our events and stuff. So. Well, so Wes, you strike me as a guy, you, you, you create a lot, you know, you, you, you both, you physically, you know, are fabricating equipment, but you also create brands and you create businesses. So when, you know, when Jordan Glenn and, and, uh, and Caleb Sordo, you know, kind of came to, or, or Caleb, Caleb Lambert, <laughs> Caleb Sordo, uh, you know, when Jordan and Caleb came to you, or I don't know what the conversation was, but eventually you know, that conversation around opening up that franchise location of Texas Strength Systems in Houston. How hard was that for you, if at all, to kind of uh, delegate that that workout? Because again, being such a creator, is it is it hard for you to kind of allow others to enter your realm and, and help out with your with your vision? For a few, few, to something that I wanted to do for a couple of years on it, and I had people approach me about doing such when they were really at the right point in time uh and so she was out that jordan was laughing last week when we were in wichita falls he was helping up with the meetup there as a comedy he brought up the fact that it was actually last year at that same meeting It was. It was. In between sessions, or maybe it was during the session. I can't remember what last uh, that same meet. And uh, hello. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me now? Okay. Right. Yeah, you had. I think the signal cut out a little bit. We heard. I heard a little bit about yeah, uh, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I got last year. On <laughs> one bar there. It's all right. We'll make. We'll make it work. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So what? What I was saying was that. Uh, what I was saying was that it was basically uh, that same meet Wichita Falls last year that uh, uh, we had first sat down and them opening up a franchise. And, and then he, he had actually looked at, you know, okay, obviously he lives in Richardson now. So we talked about, okay, maybe Arlington or something. Maybe he's from Houston, so maybe Houston area. And then uh, we looked at it and we uh, were sort of saying, okay, well, um, obviously spring fitness goes down that Cardella and many of the powerlifters in that area trained uh, for many years. Um, they then then uh, it's a mindful uh, customer. I guess if you will, he, he, I consider him a friend as well. Uh, he basically sort of had some falling out out there away from powerlifting, so we just felt like it was another area for the need for a power. Gym. Um, and uh, so they started looking at stuff. And sort of had that North Houston area where our at, and that sort of. So everything is sort of in a decent spot with the business as a whole to uh, to take that step that I've been wanting to take for a few years. And uh, and so we sort of went from there with it with uh, planning it. And that, like I said, uh, I know 
last November when we started talking about it. I don't remember when we started actually looking at it more uh, realistically. I mean, we, we sort of, I guess they settled that location back in, yeah, back in the uh, in the spring. So it wasn't too long after that. It just took forever. It's still taking forever, unfortunately, with the uh, contractors there of getting everything finalized and ready. But I think they picked that location actually out back in uh, in April because that's when I sanctioned the meet that we had there. Uh, uh, Halloween weekend way back in April. So I don't already have the location sort of picked out at that point in time. It's just been a little bit of a process with uh, with them dragging along on uh, getting everything ready still, uh, unfortunately. But that's sort of a, so for me, it really wasn't something that was all of a sudden like a uh, coming to me and saying I want to do it. I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't because like I said, it was something that uh, had been in the back of my mind doing as, at, when I had been approached about it previously. Uh, I just didn't feel like it was the right time and, and uh, everything was sort of in place to, to take that step. Yeah. But, so basically, it seemed like people who came to you before with this idea of, you know, either opening their own Texas Spring systems or franchising or whatever the case was, but it seemed like uh, Jordan and Caleb were the first to kind of come correct. And then, you know, I mean, your, your history with Caleb, uh, is, he's, is he, I know he fabricates, is he, I mean, how long has he been working with you? It seemed like they, and sorry to throw so many questions at you, but it seemed like they came the most correct with their business model in order for you to trust uh, that the uh, the Houston location would be a success. Uh, and, and it's not necessarily a business model um, you know, that we presented. So we sort of worked on all the things together, just that, I guess the history of like said, knowing somebody, uh, Caleb I've known since he was a freshman on our team and he came in in 2015 as uh, the fall semester. And then uh, he started working with us probably in like around 2016 in the spring somewhat, just uh, up around the gym and shipping and what have you. And, uh, and then Jordan, I've actually known uh, not extremely well, but I've actually known him since he was a senior in high school. Uh, uh, Y'all know Richard uh, Pena. Uh, I, I coached Richard in high school as well, and they were actually competitive against each other at the state boys' high school state meet uh, way back when. So that was my first yeah. encounter with Jordan knowing him, and then I sort of got to know more as he was going through college and, and, and stuff. And, uh, as we, and so... Uh, just, yeah, having that uh, that background of actually being familiar with uh, them definitely was a was a uh, a benefit uh, of doing that uh, in that regard. Very cool. I mean, I hope TSS Houston has a lot of success. I know that their most recent uh, meet that ran on Halloween seemed to be a big hit. So uh, hopefully, I mean, do you have any do you have any further plans? And you you kind of related it to Metroflex and how that's been, you know, kind of spread out franchised. Do you foresee that that's kind of a path that you're going to continue to go down? Do you think that we'll ever see a Texas strength systems uh, in another state? Uh, I've actually been asked by a couple of individuals about that already. Uh, and, you know, not, not necessarily like, Hey, I want to do this now, but just inquiring, if you will. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's the same sort of thing, you know, it's gotta be sort of a, Gotta be uh, right. Everything's sort of gotta be in line with it. Yeah, you know, and in terms of who, who the individual is, sort of what 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 a vision they have for it. And uh, but uh, you know, eventually, yeah, it's not something I'm gonna go out and just try to push and sort of sell, but it's gonna be something that sort of is gonna be uh I guess available if the uh if the opportunity right opportunity comes along for it, both geographically, uh, you know, financially, uh need based for you know, well, I guess that would be geographically, but yeah, so that's it's sort of going to be there. We're uh, sort of um, reworking our website soon, and sort of having that listed as actually something that's going to be on our on our site underneath with the in our, in our gym tab on the site. So it'll be something that's really, uh there for people that would like to inquire about it. Uh, it's just like any any franchise, like so it's not something that we're going to be going and uh, really pushing along and trying to you know I want to open one here, open one there, open one there. It's time and place is right type thing as throughout the years go by you know if it's just ends up being one forever and i'm fine with that if it's ends up being you know more you know great you know that's not something that you know i have a certain uh uh target for in that regard how much of a team have you worked with i know i mean team in the sense of you know people who have actively uh contributed to I mean, this goal of growing Texas strengths of, of, you know, having all of the different being, being kind of 
plugged into as many different networks as you're in, you know, how much of that was you and how much of that was uh, a team that you kind of grew over the years? Uh, a lot, a lot of it is very, is very, you know, throughout the years, every, there's been so many people that have, you know, had their hand and helping put the puzzle pieces together, if you will. And, and it still is today. You know, everything we do is not a, uh, uh, it's, it's not all the thing that we do and, and uh, thing we do in terms of our uh, the, the the events we run are, are are you know largely supported by you know uh, college teams in the BR team in San Antonio and just a handful of guys and girls that sort of you know, are ready to put in the work or you know or like I said we traveled up to Oklahoma and we're trying to grow things up there and. We're, there's, you know, we have support up there. So every single thing has been, uh, I can't, you know, I wouldn't be able to even start counting the number of hands that have been involved <laughs> in, uh, in helping grow things uh, throughout the year. Some people have been involved, you know, very heavily for maybe just a couple months or a year or two. And some people have been around for, for a long time, helping with different avenues of, uh, of things. Uh, one of my guys, uh, was actually running high school meets for me then, and he's married to uh, uh, somebody who was my high school athlete uh, that graduated high school in 2011, and they, they both still run events for me, uh, high school events for me seasonally, still to this day, and so it's, you know, that's 10 years now since, you know, that they've sort of been involved in the seasonal aspect that this, that particular couple, so, uh, you know, it's, it's things like that, some, some people may come and go very heavily, you know, be involved for a year or two and then, you know, may disappear or whatnot, but it's always, I'm always grateful to whoever, you know, throughout this, I've been growing now for, uh, I guess, 13 years is what we're on now. Yeah, 13 years. Wow. Sounds like you got a great attitude about it. Um, I mean, when you were starting this out, your journey, where you're at now, I mean, it sounds like you, in the beginning of this episode, uh, stated that like a lot of people know you for different things different aspects of things that you do, people are have exposure to, so that's what they know you as. Some people know you as a meat director, some people know you as a fabricator, some people know you as a powerlifter, competitor, some people know you as a, uh, a boss. Um, like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you consider yourself? Like, what is your, you know, your, your biggest self of identity that you find in what you do on a day to day? I'd have to say, I just, uh, you know, every, just, just, uh, uh, I, don't even, I don't even know where to start with that. What's uh, <laughs> uh, a daily, like, just an overview? Uh, my life, my, the business, and then therefore my life sort of revolve around, uh, so it's, uh, you know, most of my time throughout the week has been our fabrication shop, and, uh, you know, there's, keeping things moving along, replying to emails, whether it be from customers or from people that are entering competitions or high school coaches wanting to schedule meets in January or February or, or you know, whatever it may be. And then on usually Thursday evenings, I hit the road and go for San Antonio, whatever team practice, and then Friday morning, I'm on the road going wherever I'm going for that weekend, which is probably about uh, half, over half the weekends of the year, if you include high school season, sort of on the road, going somewhere. Um, and then back in San Antonio, usually by Sunday afternoon for another team practice, then back at our fabrication shop on Monday and try to repeat the process for the most part. Every once in a while, there's a, a free weekend in there, but not a whole lot. Um, and, I, and I don't mind. I, I like I said, I, I enjoy that, uh, what I do and stuff. So it, even though it's tiresome and whatnot, it's, but in terms of who I am, I, I'd say if any, if any of them, I'm a proponent for the, uh, for the for the sport in general and people that are interested not, not I guess not just empower them but people that are interested in getting stronger um and you know whether they need you know this or that and then the most basic item that they want to buy from us or the most expensive item that they want to buy something you know every every you know thing like that is um uh, and I, I like delivering stuff to customers and meeting our customers people picking up talking to them everybody sort of has a you know uh a different personality and you know our, our some are more appreciative than others. Some are, you know, just sort of Rolex and other purchases, you know, uh, you know, what, what big or small, you know, customer purchases and stuff, you know, I appreciate them all in that regard. And, and uh, I, I guess I pride myself on that individual aspect of it. You know, if a customer calls, they're not talking to a front desk person. They're, they're usually talking to myself uh, 
or they have the availability to talk to me if they're, if they're calling the gym and, and I'm not there that, you know, most of them will uh, call me on a, on my cell phone or Google voice number or what have you. But uh, I make myself pretty readily available for, you know, as uh, I was talking to, uh, to Kevin Pittman with Anderson Power thing about that and how their company is very much so built on a face-to-face uh, basis uh, what Ken Anderson has done with Anderson Power thing. And, uh, and uh, you know, I told him I totally agree with that, you know, just building those relationships on a, from meeting customers and talking to them at, in their case, at events, you know, for us, it's, you know, picking people, st- picking stuff up or at events or us delivering things. It's, uh, I sort of pride myself on taking, making that uh, personal approach versus, like I said, you know, them just calling and talking to somebody or what, or whatnot, and trying, somebody trying to answer their questions the best they can or automated or what have you. Somebody emails me something and they're trying to figure something out on a, on a weekend. You know, if I can reply to them, I reply to them right then and there. I don't, I don't just, oh, I'll make a wait till Monday type thing. It's sort of taking care of people in that regard as well. Um, so very direct and very open with like your, your customer base. That's, that's pretty good. It's pretty cool. So I had a question about like, have, what has been the most challenging part for, I guess, you during the whole uh, pandemic closure, like um, there was an influx of people training at home, obviously. And um, how did that kind of impact what you were doing at TSS? Oh, that, that, that was rough. Uh, I don't want to ever do that again. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, closing, close, closing the gym for two months, of course, sucked. Uh, and then uh, we were definitely uh, we're not ready for that uh, influx of uh, of uh, orders uh, literally from uh, when it started in uh, March till uh, mid-September, so about at least a good six months, uh, there wasn't a single day that I took off. Uh, it was probably average about 70 hours a work week. Uh, even in August, like uh, we buried my grandmother from passing from COVID, and uh, once after, after soon as we were done with that, I was back in the shop that afternoon uh, working on stuff probably until 9 or 10 o'clock trying to catch back up a little bit, but uh, it was a lot of uh, like it was probably literally about 70 hour work that whole time. Uh, majority of the hours spent in our shop, some, some outside of it, uh, you know, at, at the gym and getting some ready to, when we open, had to open back up and stuff and, and whatnot. But, um, uh, it was, uh, that was, a definitely, a, a challenging time. Um, and then not, not to mention once, uh, uh, balancing with just sort of, uh, you know, some customers are just great. It's uh, some customers were not understanding at all. You know, one, like whether whether that too is positive, you know opening as best I could with things and, and what we could do in our capacities uh, if they needed st- equipment or, or if they were looking for something and I could, uh, we can help them out forward in, in, in the direction that they could. Uh, even start offering some stuff, uh, whether it be sort of like raw and game stuff. So some people just wanted stuff that's pretty and beautiful. They just wanted things. So whatever we could do, we're trying to yeah. help our, uh, our growing customer base at that time. Uh, in, in different ways. Yeah, I know that feeling. I was making concrete so plates in my backyard. Uh, yeah, 70 hours. Just... <laughs> so are you experiencing any of the uh, any of the delays due to because of, well, the supply chain, from what I understand, is experiencing a lot of delays due to ships not being able to be uh, docked and then uh, a shortage of truck drivers being able to ship certain uh, pieces of raw material uh, in, in sort of the kind of after effects of the increased demand are you getting back to a point where you're you know you're, uh, you're above water in any capacity uh, or uh, are there still kind of some hurdles that you have to adjust for we were catching up quite a bit uh, in summer in the fall and then uh, right now we've been uh, I guess 
thing that we do that some people know, but many don't, is that uh, Mark Ripito and, and to build their equipment for their franchise gyms. And they've been uh, very busy in, in uh, opening those franchises uh, this last quarter of the year. And uh, so that's sort oh, of, yeah. it's not just a supply chain thing, but it's just something that's sort of, that uh, we, we've been really busy with. And then at the, on the same time, trying to, you know, make sure we take care of our individual customers that may have just a single bench or a single uh, weight tree or what have you in or, on order. Uh, material shortages, we've experienced some, uh, definitely with just raw material in terms of building stuff. I, I know with, uh, with, the, with weights and stuff like that, we uh, obviously don't have a foundry or anything like that. We, we uh, have always resold our weights and uh, we had some imports of them that were definitely uh, delayed uh, last, last year going into January to start the high school season. We usually start with uh, new plates every year and use them for the high school meets and then, and then sort of sell them off at, at a price. And then getting those in was, uh, we had some definite delays in, in that coming. I think we got them literally the, the Monday before the season started, they finally came in and they were supposed to have been in uh, early December. And that was a month later in mm-hmm. January when they, when they showed up so uh yeah that's definitely been uh been uh interesting in that regard i know california is still backed up we did bring in uh the next one we brought in we actually brought it directly to the port of houston and then had it delivered over there to the, the gym over there and so we have crates and weights over there oh, nice that, we, that we've been uh, so that was uh helped out a little bit because the port of houston is not near as congested as, as la um so we've just tried to adjust as we can but um Still very busy with fabrication, uh, largely in part due to the to the agreement we have with with Starling Strength and taking care of their stuff, and I and I enjoy that, uh, you know, um, taking care of them and, and doing their stuff. It's a unique product that we do, and and uh, and simple in, in in that regard too. It's um and and what they want for their gyms, uh, it's n- nothing crazy complicated. Everything's pretty much just re- replication, but it's just a lot of a lot of building and a lot of raw material going in in and out in terms of getting it in, getting it ready, building it, prepping it, shipping it out. Um, yeah, I saw those stra- but, uh, starting strength uh, equipment you got on the website, texasstrengthsystem.com. Uh, starting strength power rack, starting strength bench. Are those uh, specific? specific <laughs> the starting strength bench is, is just a, a slab piece of wood yeah. with, uh, <laughs> you know, the, with the metal frame. Like, was that, like, did Mark uh, kind of give you specifications like, yo, you know, we want this because, you know, Mark Ripito is a, is a very old school uh, coach and, you know, he he carries yeah. a lot of a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people. Like, did he come to you directly and say, Wes, I want this specifically? Yeah, that's sort of what he wanted in, in that regard. It was, you know, we just sort of, uh, you know, we looked at the only thing different we sort of looked at before we went that exact route uh, was that we looked at first, like, put the Texas, Texas mesquite on it. So it's all so it's Texas wood. But uh, the sourcing that seemed to be difficult so it's actually oak that we get coming down from uh from minnesota i think is where we get it from but we don't know you don't uh, have to say that no so, we can we can lie but it's uh, all right Wes. we can we can lie on this podcast but, uh, but yeah he uh <laughs> but he uh i mean it's, it's all american made regardless you know it's, it's within our within our yeah. states but uh um but yeah he came with us and that's sort of what he wanted to do and uh you know just sort of laid out the specs and then we we changed things a little bit here and there and every time we you know we we sort of Starting out, we sort of said, okay, you know, is it okay if we make this little tweak or that little tweak? And, you know, he, he was all, he, he, was, he was, you know, usually was, you know, willing to hear what we wanted to do and change as long as it was still the, the same product that he wanted represented. And, you know, uh, you know, we sort of, we, we roll with it like that. And, uh, and they've sort Damn, of, you know, dope. so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a process, but it's, it's been a very good uh, business process and working with them and, uh, and the team that they've built and stuff, and they have a unique model in which they're doing in terms of franchising. That actually, that thought mm-hmm. of them doing it actually sort of what sort of I don't want to say further inspired me, but sort of helped me understand you know the process of franchising a little bit in our, in our realm as well. You know, it's two different businesses, and that their their gyms are always coach gyms. You know, they're they're not a free free open membership gym, but uh, just in the, the realm of the of, of franchising and that thought process of, of being exposed to that a little bit more. Uh, sort of, you know, sort of helped me feel more comfortable in doing it myself also uh, in that regard. So it, it's been uh, beneficial in multiple ways, I guess, that that uh, partnership we have with them. Yeah. Has anybody came to you with an idea um, or like a business idea, a serious one? Obviously, people are going to come to you with crazy stuff all the time. But has anyone ever came to you with a business idea that you were just like, uh, you know what, I'm gonna have to pass? Uh, there's people that to contact me usually a couple times throughout the year wanting to uh, uh, you know, they might have a patent on something and they want to 
they're just looking for somebody to produce it or stuff. And uh, usually I do pass it on. I don't think I've ever taken any up. Sometimes it's just that a lot of times it's just that we don't have the time to do it. You know, I'll, I'll talk to them and I'll, about it and stuff. And but uh, some sometimes it's it's uh, maybe some sort of machine that's not exactly within our niche of products. Uh, you know, maybe something that's highly cable based or just something that we would not that our customer base uh, uh, it wouldn't be very popular to. Um, just like when uh, people uh, when I have companies that try to sell me on selling. Oli bars, you know, we don't have a very high uh, product base of people looking for Olympic lifting equipment. Most people we sell to are powerlifting and strength oriented in terms of just debate the, the powerlifting movement. So, um, so yeah, there have been, uh, you know, definitely people that have contacted me out the years and, and asked me about, you know, hey, I, I've got a patent on this and, you know, you want to sign an NDA and check it out and see what you think. And usually, I, you know, I at least talk to them about it. I don't just completely ignore them. And uh, and, nice. and see, but but we we I don't think there's any of those that we've sort of taken and uh, and moved forward with in terms of uh, producing anything like that. Uh, you know, some of them are, are probably great ideas and, and things. It's just like for us, it, it's just not something that usually is something that we don't have the time to invest into. I got a lot of stuff that I want to eventually do uh, in changing our product line and things that I just need time to do myself. Um, just for our own end, but much of us taking on more. Um, the reason we took on that starting strength stuff primarily was because uh, that was around the time when our old website had crashed, so business uh, and sales had, uh, had, had, had had slowed quite a bit. So we were just trying to get things back rolling, and it seemed like um, you know we had the time to do it, and uh, would be would be helpful in us sort of rebuilding our uh, our our uh, uh, manufacturing flow and keeping us keeping us and our employees busy. Uh, so we yeah, do what you got to do. Took that on at that point in time, and like I said, it was their stuff's all pretty straightforward. You look at the website; there's nothing complex at all about you know their the stuff that we uh, build for them. So it wasn't anything where it was like, oh, we're gonna have to figure out how to do this, figure out how to do that. The hardest part was figuring out how to uh, make sure we make sure that we get the metal clean and it's not rusting, so it's unpainted. Really, uh, in all honesty, that was sort of the the, uh, the we you know the one thing that was sort of different. From what we what we do now is is uh, in terms of sandblasting and powder film, we had to actually figure out, okay, it's going to be raw. Obviously, we're in mm -hmm. Texas where humidity is high. Uh, you know, before we even get this out the door to wherever it's going, we got to make sure it's it's uh, cleaned up and uh, and we, we're, we're getting it cleaned in the first place, not getting it with the metal supply chain. It's not always easy to say, okay, we want this completely free of rust. Uh, yeah, happy wishes. It doesn't always happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when you thing. get it, sometimes uh, it has rust already already on it. Yeah, because even if it goes in, even if it's been in the in the supplier's warehouse in, in transit, it may have gotten rained on or something, and 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 so forth. So, you know, it's that's, uh, you know, in, in sandblasting, we can in powder coating, we can just strip it back down to a nice clean surface before it gets powder coated. But uh, when yeah. it's not, then it's it's a little bit trickier in that regard. But uh, it, that's in all, that's probably been the only task in doing that uh, with, with their stuff. Other than that, it's been pretty straightforward and. Uh, in terms of building versus like somebody coming and saying they got a patent on a leg press that they want to do something on or this or that. And, uh, and that, that's totally different stuff. So, yeah. So I guess we shouldn't expect a Texas strength system smart mirror anytime soon. You know, one of those like interactive, <laughs> nah. uh, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, I, I'm, I'm good to, uh, take a, take a mirror that I found in the closet and stick a TSS sticker on it for a selfie mirror and put it up against the wall. Hey. That's, that's about my extended. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Mirrors. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> That we yeah. gotta we gotta sign the NDA right now. That's if that's how we're gonna yeah. go about it. Yeah. <laughs> so mean it seems like you found a niche that, that, that you're able to uh to supply for pretty pretty consistently. So it doesn't doesn't make too much sense, I guess, to to branch too far out in order to I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, like so we'll try to continue to make improvements on stuff, but uh yeah, I I you know even things like cable crossovers, we build them, and we, we we've sold to a few people doing it usually local because, it, but it's not something that we want to go out and advertise and do all over the place because they're shipping them, and you know sometimes it's just the shipping issue it becomes a, a, a headache in itself and stuff like that. Some of the machines we've made over the years, I have one that's sort of a a multi-purpose uh, ISO machine, similar to like a hammer string machine, but it's 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 such a large footprint that sh shipping it becomes a headache in itself. So. Uh, you know, we, we built it maybe like three or four of them, and that's about it. And uh, I have one in San Antonio, and, and fixing to repaint one to put in my other little gym. But uh, other than that, and stuff like that that 
sometimes you just got to realize, yeah, it'd be cool to make them, but but why? Well, we, you know, we have customers that want this, 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 and this all the time. Like, uh, you know, we're, you know, we'll just keep working, keep doing what we've been doing. And, you know, if, if uh, somebody really wants something, they want to come pick it up. And it's something that, something that we can deliver because they're local. Uh, you know, we, you know, I don't mind doing custom stuff here and there if there's time, but usually that time and thinking and figuring that out takes away from you the producing of our regular uh, product line for customers that have, you know, paid and want their stuff. And uh, usually exactly. I sort of just, just venture away from that and just sort of take care of our, our current market that we have. Yeah. Wes, I got to ask, um, you know, with all this kind of, you know, political stuff going on with the USAPL and Powerlifting America popping up as the new affiliate of the IPF, um, in terms of meat directing, if and when Powerlifting America starts hosting meets, what do you, th your unofficial, <laughs> because you can't tell the future, what will your stance on that be? Because I know you mentioned as long as someone has respect, you know, for the sport and has, you know, some level of, of uh, integrity, wanting to make sure that they're doing things right, you know, further people uh, improvement, if, if, all of those criteria are met. Do you see yourself ever um, directing Powerlifting America meets? Uh, I mean, to me, it's it's more of supporting what our current population of lifters want and stuff. You know, like yeah, you know, I've I've talked to uh you know some individuals involved with with that federation already, and some that are sort of more in depth, and and others that are that are sort of in it, I guess, if you will, or or plan to be in it. And, you know, I, I understand both sides of it and, uh, you know, why, you know, what happened and whatnot. And, you know, it, it, you know, it'd be great to see it, you know, everything would have stayed as status quo and things would have been worked out. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't like seeing further fracturing in this, in, in, in this sport and more federations popping up. I mean, not to say they're not going to be good federations, it's just, it's just fracturing, you know, and, uh, in, in my, in my viewpoint and, uh, um, in 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 in, rea in in my standpoint, it's 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 more so of like you know if people still want to be competing in USA Powerlifting, doing it, and that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm gonna continue to do. You know, if it ever becomes you know a point where it's and I think it's you know I think both may you know the, the, the sport is growing. If you look at the numbers, I mean it's continually yeah. growing. So you know, where they can where they both can coexist and and have uh and have you know run meets and and whatnot. I mean uh it, it you know it could probably very well happen um you know it's gonna some are gonna have to choose between one or the other you know if they're elite level and and you know banned from competing in one if they compete in the other type thing or being involved you know you know that's you know may happen or or what have you but uh the, the sport is definitely uh on the growth especially in texas at least you know i you know can't speak for all over the u.s i mean as a whole i would think it's it's growing but definitely in texas yeah. it's, it's bigger than it's ever been um uh but um you know, I'm, I'm just happy to be involved. Uh, you know, I, I do know there, you know, I've heard people already talking about some, some meetings they may start hosting in 2022 and stuff and nothing that I'm, I'm involved with directly, but I, people, are just, people I've talked to about it and stuff. And, you know, I'm, like I said earlier, you know, I'm planning to stay involved in, with a USA power thing and uh, continue the stuff we've done in Texas and uh, in Oklahoma and, and um, you know, possibly other states uh, time, time permitting, but, uh, I, I just enjoy being involved with it and uh, and, and want to be, you know, presenting uh, some of the people who can go compete and enjoy the sport and, and uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I do think, you know, both both can be, can come out of this, you know, in, in their own way in a positive spectrum. Uh, USA Powerlifting seems like they're sort of handling things well, you know, in terms of uh, the mindset of, okay, you know, we're going to do this. Obviously, they're, the ones that, I, in my opinion, are, are sort of going to be left on a, on the bubble are are your equipped lifters because uh, not you know sadly it, there's not very many of them anymore as was as was before, and their the main competition with a lot of them at the higher level is international versus national, and then of course your um, same can be said about uh, your some of your bench only lifters and 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 the masters lifters uh you know a lot of them just always have liked going to a masters world championship and stuff because for them it's sort of it's um you know a lot of them are retired and it's sort of like a, a vacation if you will and uh so they enjoy that aspect of it so uh, you know in terms of but if you look at the bulk of the population it's you know primarily you know younger raw lifters and that's sort of what the majority of lifters are comprising of that bubble yeah. right now and, and 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 in the u.s i mean if you if you look at the numbers 
those numbers are, you know, our, our, our raw numbers are in terms of strength and the level of competition is, is higher than a lot of times at, at the world level and, and a lot of the, in terms of the open class and what have you. Uh, so, um, yeah, and, and I guess to answer, go back to the question, you know, I, I don't see myself, you know, doing anything drastic anytime soon, if ever, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I enjoy what doing what we're doing now. And uh, like, so as long as there's a need and, and for it and support for it, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to keep doing what we've been doing. Um, and uh, I, you know, just cause like I said, I, I, I don't like to see, you know, uh, further fracturing, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's always, I guess like historically it's, it's always just, happened, you know, it's, 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 it's changed. It just come along and you know and this is going to raw super raw with the knee sleeves we have now and everything put in tight you know it's just sort of like everything just sort of adapts and changes over time and just hopefully the sport as a whole just continues to grow and develop so Wes I if I if I understand correctly this is kind of like the first interview that you've done outside of you know promotional campaigns for Texas Spring Systems and you know as we as we get to a closing I'm curious what is something that you people you wish people would ask you, but you've either never been asked uh, or never had the opportunity to be asked? I guess I'm curious. What do you what what do you want people to know about you? Uh, I guess going back to what we talked about earlier in the conversation, in terms of uh, you know, uh, my uh, beginnings in in the sport and stuff, and just uh, sort of that uh, you know, it's. You know, I, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't led into this, like, you know, in, in, in a, in a handheld way, something that I sort of had to uh, sort of create for myself and learn for myself. So, you know, just that the fact that, you know, I, I'm open to people needing help and getting involved, you know, in, in different aspects, you know, some people think it's, uh, you know, they, they're, you know, many do reach out, you know, and they're, they're surprised that I'm quick to answer and, and, and answer openly and honestly. And that's, you know, that's just sort of how I, I am about things, but I think, you know, there's always people out there that are, you know, we say it at meets all the time and we'll briefly say, you know, if you have questions, please ask, like the most important thing you can do as a, if it's your first time, or even if it's your second time is just ask, like, we're here to help, like just in general, uh, you know, uh, I want people to be uh, informed and un understanding of, you know, how to get involved or how to do this or how to do that and, and, and not feel like a uh, door's closed to them. You know, I, I don't like, uh, barriers to entry and involving stuff, you know. Uh, so you know, I, I'm, you know, hopefully people can realize that you know if they talk to the right people or uh, understand things correctly, you know, there's not as, there may not be as many barriers to entry to getting involved in in uh, power thing or just strength training as as they think. Uh, uh, you know, there's, you know, it's a uh, there's many open hands out there uh, that are willing to help people out along the way and uh, get started in things. Uh, and you know, I, I definitely consider myself one of them. Yeah. And we consider you one of them too. So where can people find you then? I know at Texas strength systems on Instagram, texasstrengthsystems.com. What other, what other avenues can people, uh, use to reach out to you? Probably the best one is just by email. Cause on Instagram, we have several people that are on the account. Uh, you know, and so I may not see every single that thing that like y'all, I guess when you messaged me, you know, about doing the podcast, you no, know, uh, I didn't <laughs> see it. Davion brought, Davion brought it to my attention. And uh, and stuff and uh, you know I'll, I'll be on it and I'll look at it but so many people are you know with the story reshares and all that stuff popping through your messages it's just there's a lot of stuff coming in there and uh, in in the emails I can sort of keep track of things and it's just the easiest one I to people remember is TexasStrengthSystems at gmail.com that feeds into my actual domain email that has my name on it and stuff and whatnot that's the the main the the, the account base of our of our Gmail system is, is that just the business name at gmail.com and then that comes into my inbox and uh sometimes i'm i'll reply right away sometimes it, it things get lost in the shuffle but usually uh even if it does get lost i'll i'll eventually find it when i start clearing messages out after a long weekend or whatnot and and come across and uh that's probably the best way most efficient way probably to get in contact with me uh, uh and reliable Those texas strength systems at gmail.com yeah it's the, the simplest one for people to remember and uh, okay. uh, email is something that I keep up with on on a on a daily basis. Try to check on, make it piled up and stop. 
locked up with, it's been a busy week and weekend, but it's something I'll try to chip, chip away at and get caught up on as quickly as I can. Easily. Okay, perfect. Well, I mean, there, I feel like there's so many items uh, about you and the businesses you're in that we, we haven't touched on, so we may have to keep the door open uh, for a part two sometime in the future. Are you open to that? Oh, certainly. Yeah, I'm sure I can find a some sort of six-hour road trip to to, to talk for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. So, yeah. We will have to catch you on the tail end of the, uh, so that we can get you while you're on a road trip. So, and we just want to say thank you, Wes, for a good time. We know your time is valuable, and you know it's been a it's been amazing able to kind of get a peek behind the curtain. Uh, of you and because you're so busy at meets and you're running a mile you know a thousand miles a minute uh to make sure that things are, are being run well and that just kind of carries over to your your positive uh reputation and your positive brand that you have amongst uh, lifters in the usapl community and just in texas in general so thank you for all you do man thank you all for having me guys i really uh, appreciate the, the time to sort of share things with y'all thank you yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, just for the listeners here, you can listen to us every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at ChalkMyBack. Uh, follow Texas Strength Systems at Texas Strength Systems as well. While you're on their website, go ahead and buy a few racks. Um, check out the Starting Strength uh, line. It's pretty cool. And uh, see you next week. Goodbye.